Bewitched No Hope, the podcast. <laughs> Get in the bathtub with a mattress over you. We're going to talk about musical, musical theater. Oh, the theater. All right, we have some questions. Yeah. Um, we have some, like, you know, sort of standard questions that we ask people as we are gathering information, as we're segging into the musical section here. So... This is something I think that Schneider and I both sort of identified. And um, when you were growing up, it seems as if most people fell into the camp of either watching like Sound of Music was kind of the big momentous sort of family sit down. And when Sound of Music is on, we sit down and watch (laughs) it or Wizard of Oz. It was Wizard of Oz for me. It was Sound of Music for you, right, Scott? Yes, emphatically um, Sound of Music. <laughs> Always Sound of so Music. So we've been asking this question. There have been some other answers, obviously, because not every family has fallen into these two categories. But just curious if 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 they if it did for yeah. you. I'm Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think in spirit, I didn't have this experience where my whole family sat down to watch Sound of Music because I didn't grow up in that kind of family. I'm a stage family, but my dad is a golf pro. And so he would have never sat down to watch Sound of Music in a hundred years. And it's so boring. Like, how long is Sound of Music? Like, Like, by the time they're hiding from the Nazis, it's like, how is this still going on. Well, I had forgotten that the Nazis were even a part of that oh musical for years God. because yeah, it takes not, so Well, because long you turn it off it before they ever stand. The right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right. All the highlights are before they're climbing over the Alps. But no, I, we were a definitely a Sound of Music in spirit. Really? Even growing up in Oklahoma? As opposed to what? Wizard of Oz? Yeah, mm. which was like... Do you think where, we need you to know, see tornadoes? Twister country. D- dramatized when you grow up with the number of tornadoes we did? <laughs> we were like, oh, it's a tornado warning. Oh, well. Yeah, I was saying. Oh, I guess get so in the bathtub funny. with a mattress thought, over you. Know, I, I like, thought of everyone that we have asked <laughs> exactly. that you would be a Wizard of Ozer. I can't believe that you're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fine. That's I mean, fine. I like the Wizard of Oz. You, okay, you asked you what kind of family. I'm, the truth, and this is a lot more on the nose. Um, I saw, first saw The Best Little Horror House in Texas, the oh. movie, oh, okay. when okay, I was like literally five years old. And yeah. I watched it I, a countless number of times before I was out of grade school. And it has like butts and sex and all kinds of stuff. But I was much more a Best Little Horror House in Texas, Dolly Parton. Okay. Yeah. Kind of so that's household. your well, then answer. That is your all answer. Right. Because for Steph, me, it is had your come answer up, Sound yeah. of Music or is your answer something else? No, I think it's Completely. Sound of Music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the first live musical that you remember seeing? And this could be like, you know, a high school musical. This could be a college production, a touring production, you know, whatever that is. What's the first live musical experience that you remember? Go ahead, Steph. Mine is Oklahoma. Oh. And, uh, and what, what were the circumstances? Where did you see it? I don't know how old I was. It's like a very foggy memory, but my cousin Aaron was in it as a high school student Mm. okay and so it was like somewhere around the syracuse area and we were like in town and went to see her and i remember her um coming into the audience at one point do you know what she played oh i don't know oklahoma very well but i mean probably if i describe the scene you'll be able to tell me she like had like a feather boa or something and was like sort of coming on to a a guy in the 
in also, the audience. Also, whatever director yeah. put her in a feather boa, and she's supposed to be in Oklahoma in 1917. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah, going like on what? in Syracuse in 1990. I don't know if it was. It was yeah. something. She she was coming on to a, a man in the audience, is what it I remember. It could have been made of chicken feathers. I'm just a girl Meryl. who can't yeah. say no. Was it that? She was also in Godspell, I'm just remembering. Things. Those are like two of my earliest. And which one? Um, Godspell. Wait, I find it really oh. weird that they did audience participation in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know for sure that it was audience participation. It sounds Maybe it like was just... the kind of participation where she put the boa over somebody's yeah. neck. Audience problem. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Incidentally, um, whenever they come into the audience, I'm like, no, no, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. I'm not going to do this. Audience partish. I'm I don't, shr- like, shrinking into myself. Please don't. Oh, which is funny because like, we have spent so long on stage. I, know. I do not want to be audience partish. No. I am like... <sighs> here to watch can i tell one story one more story this just as it feels too good not to share my (laughs) i went to cats with my mom once like it was like a school trip to new york city (laughs) Woo! and you're uh, jumping questions staff but that's okay oh sorry no no, please continue this has to do with audience participation (laughs) (laughs) my mom is so shy like the shot very shy very like wonderful human but like take it takes a minute you know mm-hmm. you gotta like earn her trust a little bit anyway she's like in the audience chaperoning this trip we're at cats and all of a sudden we're like in the balcony or something and the spotlight like goes onto her face and a cat starts like pawing at her <laughs> in this really dramatic way and literally she just like stared straight ahead she was like dissociating was not into it at all just, i like the, uh, the notion of like, like hovering this, above this her body it's just like, this grown woman in a cat suit pawing at avis and she doesn't her, even look at them she her literal worst nightmare <laughs> that is so Funny. It's anyway. like her I, so this is a this is life. a new question that now because of that tangent I have to ask this tangent. Okay. Did you get through the film Cats? <laughs> well, I didn't we saw even it in try. the theater. You saw it in the theater. You better. I saw it with my. I have a history of seeing terrible I mean, musical too, movies but, with yeah. my parents. Like we'll go home and what we do is see something uh, awful movies with my parents. Yeah, I mean we saw The Greatest Showman ugh, with Oof. them. Yeah. And we saw cats with them. And there's also like a, a history of um, me arguing with my mother in the car on the way home about the movie because mm. she's a contrarian and she will always stand up for something that she knows that I hate did she stand just up to argue about. <laughs> she sure did. And I was like, fine. You know what? Fine. She well, what? She defended cats? It's oh, indefensible. Yeah. I mean, it's we got in like an actual fight about Greatest Showman. Oh. And I think it was something like, <laughs> was a horrible film. you know, it's like, well... You know, oh, I don't I have rarefied taste. I guess I haven't lived in New York City for 15 years, <laughs> so I don't have the rarefied taste that you do or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I've gotten into many strong, mm. strong arguments over The Greatest Showman with Russ. Russ really, really loves mm. The Greatest Showman. Really? And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, um, with The Greatest Steph, Showman, I was like, cats? what year is it? No. Yeah. No. And, and, and why are you trying to make it pt barnum when yeah. actually none of it is true like right. none of it like why do you just why do you just call him some other person you know wait so and Steph, then you, you can do whatever the fuck you want uh, hello exactly why does she have purple hair i like what is happening <laughs> yeah yeah uh you didn't see the movie cat steph no 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 i mean that was the <clears> right <throat> decision i didn't the i waited until that... like early 
quarantine. Uh, and I had read, read, voraciously read everything that had ever been written about Cats the movie. And so I would have thought, given that level of knowledge of what I was about to see, that it would not be surprising in any sort of way. And it would be surely a letdown in terms of like, well, this isn't as insane as right, they've been right. saying. And I watched it and was like, wow, no, it, if anything was even more incomprehensible. Than well, than the insanest thing to me about it was that it was like taupe. It was like, if it had yeah. been insane and campy and mm. it, knowing, or just as bad as it could have been, then yeah. it would have been great. Mm. But it was like, okay, so they look like real cats. <laughs> but what is the scale of anything? Like, everything no, is not to scale. all over the place. And why did you superimpose this this Missy What's-Her-Name subplot about she's the young cat? Oh, God. Like, the other day, Steph said, what did you say about cats? (laughs) I was like, I just, I was young when I saw it, but I didn't really get it. I was like, oh, it's like, there's no plot. There's like, it's like, here's a cat. Here's another cat. Here's a different kind of cat. And here's a cat. (laughs) And here's there the is there it's is not. nothing to get. I yeah. we watched 20 minutes of it last night, and both of us were like, we can't do anymore. What? And I once again am reminded why I will never see that musical. Yeah. It was I but just don't understand the it musical in, in the theater. I saw it on mm. Broadway when it came when it was revived, or like flatlined and then revived. <laughs> we saw it because I was like, I have to see it at some point, and okay. I was like, oh, okay, why? this Did is you a see too it with long- Leona Lewis. I wish. No, I didn't see it. I saw it with some no name. just talked Um, about that. No, but it was like, you know, it's a dance recital Mm -hmm. with people in cat costumes. Yeah. That was twice too long. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. Um, So, Mara, what's the first live musical you can remember? Well, I mean, I don't mean to brag, Uh but the first live musical I remember is Oliver, which I was in in third grade. And I was the titular role. Um, Wow. Yes, in third grade. My mom drove me to Northern Oklahoma College, where it was, and I had an audition. And can you I give me your best? Got it. Please, sir, can I have some more? Please, sir. We, George and I say this, uh, my boyfriend George and I say this to each other on a regular basis. Okay. I don't know why. Please, sir, may I have some more? And then I'll go, <laughs> more? <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, I mean, I was like, like you know, the set the scene, I'm like, it's like 1989 mm. in northern oklahoma and i'm using what i believe to be a british accent like in my head i mean i spoke in a british accent the whole show right i don't know how what i thought a british accent was when i was in third grade Governor. Governor. i'm sure like, you i'm sure me. you had a dialect coach right yeah well they had the budget for that and so, <laughs> right, exactly yeah. i have a question this is oh. a new question too, um, okay, okay. musical theater related, because it seems to be a controversial musical, in controversial in the sense that people have a very strong opinion one way or the other. Um, so my question is, love it or hate it, the musical Rent? Oh, love it. Okay. I love it. I don't, I don't love it or hate it. And my confession is that I like have not... I never saw it live. That's Tim's experience. And, and well, I like wasn't one of those me. people who like had the soundtrack in. Neither was Scott. Scott would have <laughs> never had that soundtrack. I wouldn't have <laughs> It was worn. I'm too. just kidding. He had probably I would put like copies. toothpaste on it to like get it working <laughs> again. The thing for me and Rent is like you can't, I can't separate out 
the rent from the time it was from the time it was popular and so rent for me is like a nostalgia thing mm. it's um i i lived in the east village at 8th street and avenue b and i used to eat at the life cafe and like you can't separate right. out for right. me right. what rent means from the show itself yes i understand yep. that i do and i respect that and when totally. we spoke to to our, our friend mark we spent a whole episode on this and i do get that so i mean so, if you've um, only seen the despicable movie where we are all supposed to believe that these 50 year olds are 20 year olds living in these lofts except it's like not filmed in actual east village it's filmed in some insane soundstage yeah then you'll hate it because yeah. it's awful yeah yeah um okay first and or favorite musical you were in in high school or college Steph, were you ever in musicals Mm-mm. never i was a jock never mm. once okay what did sport so did you Meryl? play Steph? soccer and basketball Oh, oh nice. was, not that you can't be both, but you was, know, yeah, pretty decent. Soccer. I was both. I was Horrible both. At, I was a jock. I was a jock in high school. <laughs> no, I the, no, I wasn't. You were a band geek. And I, we had orchestra we had, how, and strolling strings. How <laughs> dare yeah, very you? Dare we you. had some jocks. We had some jocks in the drama club yeah. that were um, some hot jocks. I can't mention their names just in case they're listening. Oh, but I guarantee that, they're um, not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guess what? But you know, so you could, yes, you could do both, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. Meryl, what was your favorite musical you were in in high school or college? Well, I think like the one I have the warmest feelings about is Oklahoma, because I've been in Oklahoma multiple times, being from Oklahoma, and I've done multiple roles in Oklahoma. Um, So I think Oklahoma. But it's kind of okay. a dance-heavy show, and I am huh, not a dancer. And so I can still – I had to drill the dance numbers to just to be passable to the point that I can still do the choreography. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, 20 years later. That because is hysterical. looks three. Um, you saw the <laughs> Oklahoma revival. It's a uh, statement. Because there's no way did. you didn't. Did I see it with you? Uh, I did see it. Yeah. I don't remember Wait. if we saw it together. Circle in the square. See – Oh, oh, I think I'm the one person in New York City that did not like oh my that goodness. production. Really? Wow. Oh. I know, see exactly. You're like, but the cornbread. I mean, like, yeah, I. Oh, but I didn't have the cornbread. It's sure, the production. Didn't. Yeah, it was free chili. I'm sure it you wasn't had the, the cornbread. Just call me fat. Yes, I did. It wasn't the cornbread. Well. Um. Okay. So, wait. Oh God. Damn it, that made me totally forget what I was going to say. Oh, about well, Oklahoma. we have another standard question. Uh, we do, we do. Oh, but I have to ask this one. Okay. I yeah, have to you ask do. this you one. Normally do. So the segment is normally Broadway boyfriend, which we which we realize is, you know, very gender specific. And 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 so we have to change that to possibly Broadway crush. But then I was thinking it would be fun, although this doesn't actually make sense, to say Broadway stalker. Like who so then I was like, how could we turn it in? so like maybe stock in Broadway, which is like that kind of like that website. <laughs> I was gonna talk say in talk Broadway. In Broadway. Yeah. Broadway. Yeah. It's where so like we could just call it stock in Broadway. Theater geeks go to like Yeah. So stock in Broadway. Ooh, we should try to promote <laughs> No Hope the Podcast on Talk in oh. Broadway. That 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 would be mm, a really good idea. Mm, We've never synergy. tried that before. Mm. So stock in Broadway, who 
is there anybody that you kind of stalk on Broadway that you find like super hot and that you follow on Instagram and are excited when they've posted a new story or something? I mean, it could also be a creative crush. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I mean, my answer is so painfully obvious that I'm ashamed of it and no. I don't give it to talk me. like, well, so I don't even know his name. The guy who starred in that wonderful Once Upon This Island when he was a twink. And then he Isaac starred Cole Powell. And then he oh, started yeah. in the bad yeah. West Side Story yeah, West Side as Isaac Cole Powell. Muscle twink. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac Cole Powell. I if he's listening, I live in Hell's Kitchen. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm in an honest relationship. But like and he has this hot ass boyfriend. It's like really. Yeah, he's gorgeous oh and so talented. God. Yeah. I, he's 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 like at the top of my Broadway boyfriend list. He even like sure. almost saved that West Side Story that I had to pee for the entire time because they did it oh. in one fucking act. I actually did not hate that as much as I thought I would, that production. Oh. I mean, other than like no, I mean, I making them all dance on like when it's like raining and like half the cast like broke their femurs. It was and like, it was like, a horrible, yeah, because they were dancing idea. on rain at double time the score. It's <laughs> like how exactly. fast can you possibly play this score? But the two leads, I thought they were wonderful. And oh yeah, I, I agree. Forgot how actually wonderful of a like well-written musical that is. And oh. I saw, I was like, oh my God, this is like oh, hit really after is. hit. This is, is hang like, on, so this good. is a classic. But, it's like, yeah, but exactly. Cutting I Feel Pretty, no. <laughs> No, no. Oh, I was fully no. on board that with you cutting. Keep, I feel pretty. Hang on. No, but they kept this Officer Krupke business. Yeah. But they tried to make it about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that was a nod. Oh, I it, it was, was a bad I fit. thought it was so interesting. Mm, no. Snip. All right. Snip. <laughs> Snip. All right. All right. Um, I cut Steph, I didn't let Steph have an opportunity. Oh, mine to is um, yeah. jo- Joan from Fun Home. Oh. Roberta Calendris. Okay. That's a good one. Well, that's a really good... I was going to say, how are we going to start? Who's going to start? Is it going to be Steph or Meryl? But I, I think, think that that's makes the right it clear. answer. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Steph, you have a musical that you love, and it is called... Fun Home. Yes. The musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. Tell us about your experience of this show and what it means to you and how you know it and all of that. Yeah, so um, Alison Bechdel, um, I was like a fan of Alison Bechdel for a long time, not a long time, a few years before the musical happened. Alison Bechdel wrote the graphic novel Fun Home, um, which the musical is based on. Had you read the graphic novel? Yes, definitely. And she also wrote this... uh, comic series called dykes to watch out for which Mm. was like 80s 90s Mm. um it was like a comic strip about lesbians um so i first saw i mean i love i was like a little bit obsessed with alison bechdel in a way of like not i want to fuck this person <laughs> but like i want to be this person <laughs> right right okay. um and i saw the show fun home at the public for the first time it was before mm. it oh, went to broadway right oh my god yep. total yeah. bragging rights yeah right um i loved it i like i cried a lot um and then i saw it at circle in the square when it came to broadway I just love it. I mean, it's, I think it's great. I think 
sitting in a room full of people who were not all queer was like a big thing to like have a bunch of people in a room together really like enamored with this show and enamored Mm. with this experience um that felt really representative of sort of my experience growing up as a queer person Mm. felt really powerful um i think it's great you know I mean, Ring of Keys, like oh that moment yeah. in the, oh, yeah. both the graphic, I mean, I saw the graphic novel where I saw the musical, and so I was like sobbing through the musical with all the background from the graphic novel. Yeah. But like that Ring of Keys moment where like we as queer people are so starved for representation. Of and course. if you grew up in a small town or anywhere, yeah. the moment that you see something, someone that tells you there's a bigger world out there, you're not mm-hmm. alone. Like a lifeline. Like it's a yeah. lifeline. Yeah. It is. Anybody who's lived in the closet, that song is it's actually impossible for me to listen to that song and not like I, yeah. have I mean, an emotional I re- reaction. Yeah. I rewatched it today and I was like toast. Yeah. It was it's great. I mean aside from that, I think it's just like a really cool format of like this cartoonist sort of looking back on her childhood. Um, it's about like the things that we experience as kids that like, we don't necessarily have the language to express, but we feel it, Mm -hmm. especially as young queer people. Like we feel a lot of the things Mm -hmm. that are happening among adults and, uh, just to like have the high, as an adult to look back and make sense of it. Is really powerful, I think. Yeah. I love yeah. the way this story is told, too, because it's, you know, it's non-linear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's memories, and it's very much somebody trying to, like, put the pieces of this puzzle together. And it's, like, happening in real time, if you mm-hmm. will, when you're seeing the show. And it, it just... I, I love that it isn't it's just not it doesn't feel like a standard book musical the way that the story is told it's very mm-hmm. like interspersed like uh well, it's, music it's kind of the, yeah well it's kind of how like memory happens yeah, right like absolutely. you don't have this like super linear narrative that happens necessarily you're like in some environment and you smell something and then like these things come to your mind and you like remember a thing you know or like I don't know. It's it's nonlinear and yeah, absolutely. Let's get let's get some um, a few facts out there. The, okay. The, the musical was adapted by Lisa Crone and Janine Tesori from Alison Bechdel's 2006 graphic memoir of Which, the same name. Show and tell mm-hmm. time. Oh. There yes. it is. It was a frantically it's tearing so apart good. my bookshelf. Um, so good. The musical opened at the public in 2013. Okay. Oh my god. 
Yeah. It does not seem like that was that long ago. And then it opened on Broadway in 2015. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had a U.S. national tour in 2016. It was in London, but it says off West End in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I guess that just means off Broadway, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Off West End. Smaller space or something. Um, we've talked about uh, Ring of Keys. For me, the it's weird because I saw it at the public, and I didn't love it. Really, I didn't love it. Yeah, I was actually really disappointed with it. Oh, I wow. don't even noted homophobe. Exactly. And don't like that feeling. <laughs> Check. And, and so um, when when Scott McLean was in town, he was like, "I'm going to see Fun mm-hmm. Home," and I got you a ticket. And I was like, "Oh, I already saw it. And I don't know. I don't really know if I want to go again." And he's like, "Just come." And it was such a different experience in that space. I, I feel like it's one of those moments where I am always talking about space is so important sure. and like size of audience is so important. And unfortunately the way that theater is in New York is like most of it's just fucking proscenium. Mm-hmm. And this is what you get, you know? And, and I felt like when I was in that space and I was having that, it, it was much more of a, um, collective experience in mm, circle and square. square i mean that yeah. is i love that theater i think it's yeah it, for the right productions it, it's like yeah this was i thought fantastic the second time i saw it i was on the floor like so i basically felt like they were literally right in front of me and i felt mm, like yeah. i was in the home like it was so intimate Absolutely that's pretty intimate. close to audience partition, though i don't think i would want to be on the floor <laughs> i there I did. It was, it was like, it, but I don't want to ever like, feel like people can see me watching. Yeah. It was, um, but that is part of the experience. Yeah. The same thing with Oklahoma, the same thing with, you know, I feel like this is also circle and square is the very first place I ever saw a show on Broadway though. Hmm. Um, and that, what show was that? Oh, it was the shadow box huh? by Michael Christopher. It's a play. Hmm. Wow. About 1983. It's really old, yeah. and it's a play. Hmm? Meryl, I mean, I, you moved. What was it like in the seventies here, by the way? And it's a play it about people. It's a play about people with terminal illnesses going to basically like a camp to die. Toad tapper. Ooh. That was your wow. first. Yeah. That was my first show ever, and it was it's six months no after my father story. died. So no. I was oh. basically having like a An emotional breakdown, cathartic all, experience. All systems like break down in in the audience. <laughs> Scott was actually like, "I think we should go. I think we should go." And I was like, "No, we don't get bullet together." Uh, um, really quick, and I was having of when Casey and I went to go see the last five years off oh Broadway. Oh God, the Jason Robert Brown. This was shortly after you and I broke up. So I'm like, <laughs> "Let's go see this like horrific musical about a n- nakedly vulnerable like breakup." Uh, but I yeah, thought so- you were going to say that reminds you of the time we saw Falsettos. Oh, and well, that too. The well, man this is in front similar, of us was so... racked with heaving sobs to the point that Scott and I were laughing. I mean, we're bad, we're bad people. Yeah, I mean, we are. And bad so Scott people. and I were like laughing at the man directly <laughs> in front of us. He was so racked with. <laughs> well, this I mean, is what like... happened in the last five years. Like, the, the woman behind us was like, it was like guttural, hysterical sobs, like to the point that it's like you would have thought she would have like gotten up and left because it was like that distracting. It was like Sally Field level, like histrionic. <laughs> it was just like, whoa, what's happening right now? We talked about it for like years, Casey and I. We were like, well, how about that woman? Like, she definitely just went through a breakup. Um, 
Yes. God, but, I can't wait to do that. Oh, again. I know. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to do that again. Best. Anyway, yep. that happened for me at Circle and Square with Telephone Wire. Telephone Wire, long black line. Telephone Wire, finely threaded sky. There's a pond where I went waiting. There's a sign for Sugar Valley. On the mountain, light is fading. I go back to school tomorrow. Say something, talk to him. That song, mm. I that was the one song mm. that I left with from the public, and then when that song happened again, mm. when I saw it the second time, I was it was oh, it just oh that is a be- beautiful such a song. devastating song. I mean, there's so many. It's such a varied score, and mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I really loved it the second time that I yeah, saw. Yeah, musically, it. but so Jimmy. coherent. That's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like varied, but it's not like this. Like, oh, we have a disco number. No, and it no, always feels incredibly authentic. Like right. whatever the musical language is, and Janine Tesori is such a uh, talented composer. Um, like I knew her from uh, this, her show Violet, which I saw at the Ford Theater. Uh, but she has. Yeah, she has just like it seems like there's nothing that she can't do, and it never mm-hmm. feels like put on. Yeah, I, I think she's wonderful. So we've all seen it, Meryl. Do you have anything to add to add about Fun Home? No, I think I've said everything I need to say about that. Um, let's see <laughs> here. We have not a great answer. We have we'll cut nailed out. it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of edits here. Pass. They're like, was Robert actually in the? I am. The I'd like to pass on it, again. Pass. It won uh, the Tony for best musical, best book of a musical, best original ask. score, best leading actor, best director. Oh, it was like a sweep here. Yeah. Okay. I think no I remember wonder. that they Five. specifically waited to uh, open Hamilton. Uh, for like an extra couple months because these were both things that were in development at the public like sort of Hmm. around the same time and they kind of knew that you know they had something on their hands with both and so they like were careful about the sometimes the tony's like does not sometimes you're like real it's like the grammy really Mm Mm-hmm. but what do you mean sometimes like the tony seems to um in my humble opinion uh reward ticket sales a lot yeah. more than they reward oh. quality well let's talk about well, how yeah. Catherine zeta jones has a tony award for she's a national treasure she's a welsh like, that was a dream joke. yeah I mean, most of this they should have given her an honorary is... tony for chicago the movie <laughs> i'll say it again just for the wig she wore people that will never listen to this uh never listen <laughs> what if she thing. listens um what i wish sure. michael I douglas just... both listen I want to just say a few more things. This was this was a finalist uh, for the Pulitzer Prize for mm. Drama. I was actually wondering win. if it won. It didn't win. Wow, it, which okay. is which is shocking, actually. Yeah, I I'm think. surprised. Uh, and finally, I want to say this is fascinating. There's a planned film adaptation. I don't know if you're aware Ooh, of this, but I did Jake not know that. Gyllenhaal and mm-hmm. Reva Marker, oh. through their Nine Stories Productions banner, have reportedly secured the rights to produce a film version of the musical. Gyllenhaal proposes to star as Bruce Bechdel oh, that's with gold good. directing uh, his first feature shut. film. Wait, that's good. Gold. This is what? like Venn diagram mm-hmm. for me. Like yeah. I've, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fun home. These are like two major just, passions. Just not in the Sondheim. 
Just what? Not in finishing the hat or whatever. I was completely okay with him in that. I was like I the was only complete, person. I was okay with it, but I wasn't like. I thought he, would, oh. he was much better than I thought he would be. Um, I could totally see him playing this. Role. I agree with you. It's an it's an inter- it's an interesting um, it's an interesting distinction. Much better than I thought he would be. That's true. I agree with you. Although yeah, we but, should um, mention that uh, cast. We didn't really talk much about cast. Uh, oh, the original home? cast for Fun Home. Michael Cerveris played that role and was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, what was interesting too is Alison Bechdel's character was portrayed by three different mm. actors. Yes, Beth Malone mm-hmm. is the older uh, oldest. Yeah, Emily Skeggs was mm-hmm. medium. Uh-huh. Allison yep. is what yep. they call them, and small Allison was Sydney, Sydney Lucas. Oh, yeah, the, so Sydney does ring him keys. Yeah, and then uh, changing my oh, major shells. to Joan is uh, Emily Skeggs. <gasps> yeah, so that good, unreal. Such a good song. Thank you for not laughing. Well, you laughed a little bit at one point when I was touching you and said I might lose consciousness, which you said was adorable. And I just have to trust that you don't think I'm an idiot or some kind of an animal. I never lost control due to overwhelming lust, but I must say that I'm changing my major to Joan. I'm changing my... So good. See... The Cher show should have looked at Fun Home and said, this is how you need three of one character. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, they how failed. are you connecting they Fun failed. Home and Cher show? Uh-huh. But it yeah. got there. I was like... <laughs> because they tried yeah, to yeah, have three shares, but they didn't have I literally three shared the... to-dos. I literally okay. forgot about right. that because there um, was nobody except for Stephanie <gasps> J. Block. Oh, wow. Nobody. That well, poor, skinny actress that played young Cher... Where is she today, do you think, a year oh, into the pandemic? I, whatever I say will uh, not be I think home in so. Columbus is my guess. Where? Home in Columbus, um, Ohio. Is there? Yeah. Let's see. Is there anybody else that we should mention? Oh, wait. Uh, yes. Uh, Judy Kuhn. Yes. Oh, Judy Kuhn was, yeah. uh, was Helen Bechdel, the wife. I'm yep. curious oh, what she, people's she reactions are to that character. Like, I listened to the entire score again, like, beginning to finish. Uh uh, yesterday, and for some reason, that that character is the one that uh, is the only one that that felt like a little underdeveloped to me, which makes sense because the focus of the story is really on her and the father. But but yeah, they try to give her like that sort of like eleventh hour number, and she's great, Judy Coon. But yeah, for some reason that that role has always felt like a little hollow or something to me. Mm. What, what what do people feel about days that? and days? Days and days and days. That's how it happens. Days and days and days. Made of posing and bragging and fits of rage. And boys, my God, some of them underage. And oh, how did it all happen here? There was a time. Well, I will say that Alison Bechdel's. Uh, the graphic novel that followed Fun Home is called Are You My Mother? Mm. And mm. it's all about her relationship with her mother. Mm. So, like, maybe maybe it'll be another musical. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Schneider did you read it? Yeah, did yeah. you? What does it, what does it tell us about... <clears throat> did she, I mean... She's, you know, she's distant mm. in a lot of it. I think the, the, the musical... It, I feel like for both of the parents... 
it's so much about like how as adults we just sort of like settle for mm-hmm. the thing that feels okay and safest or whatever and I don't, honestly don't remember that much about that graphic novel but I do remember it being like it's Allison with her therapist like talking about her mother and it's okay. it's very heady and they just have like a distant relationship but I mean, I it's can, still important. I think that's but, probably part. Of yeah, why, like, I mean, you just know less about that character. Yeah, it's probably you're right because well, of that distance. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, the she focus has is certainly on. Yeah. Um, Steph, would you like to say anything else about Fun Home? Any other memories you have? Any other highlights? To quote Robert, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, wow, shame. So for those of you who don't know, Fun Home is the funeral home, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they That's run. what they called it as kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can okay. we take a three minute? Because I'm about to pee my pants. Me, oh, same. let's. Okay. I also have to. Yeah, we can just okay. keep everything I'm, running. And then and I'm going to keep recording. Yeah. yeah. Let's just keep recording. And then I'm just going to take the mic with me to the bathroom. I'll do the same thing. Okay, great. <laughs> we'll record we'll, peeing. Let's keep all of our streams record- uh, yeah. in. <laughs> Crossing streams. Steph, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for talking about so Fun Home. We're going to yeah. have thank a you. wonderful time providing our audience with some clips of some Fun Home Absolutely. music. Absolutely. I love the, doing this podcast because, uh, you know, we, we, we bring up these formative musicals and it gives me an opportunity to like, go back and like mm. do another deep dive. And so... I've been doing a lot of hiking lately and crying. Hiking and crying. And then laughing because I'm like, I look like a crazy person because I'm like hiking in the middle of the woods, like sobbing to fun home. (laughs) All the people coming across you on the path. And they just and they just kind of like do that thing that you do on the subway. <laughs> right, exactly. You just like try yeah. to walk around as much as possible so they don't you don't make eye contact with them and you don't have to say like, are you okay? Absolutely. <laughs> that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. You don't have to say that anyway. You're in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the amount of um like I remember some very distinct moments when Scott and I were in the process of breaking up and still living oh, together when I would be on the street. <laughs> Like scream, like on my phone with him, like screaming and crying at the like in Chelsea. Like I have some very Gosh. vivid memories of of people and being one of those people yeah. that you walk by and you're like, well, oh I mean, my that... fucking god! Like, what is going <laughs> on I mean, right the now? The thing about New York, I mean, you like you're living, you live your life like on the you're street, in it. so yeah. you're in it. So yeah. it's not always convenient where where you are when you're. Also, though, I feel reaction. like it's totally socially accepted that you will see people. It's like yeah. fine to cry in public in totally. New York City. It's like, oh, yes. you can it's sob nice, in front of people like, in New York City. You've been there. You've been in that yeah. situation before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. 
Um, all right, so let's have a little Speaking hate. of we, negative we feelings. So yeah. Yeah. Speaking we have been of. so happy. We've been telling you how great you both are. <laughs> we've been telling you, yeah. we've been talking about how much we love Fun Home. Mm-hmm. So, and what was the thing you just said about, about P-Town? What privilege about? at its oh, darkest? Oh, privilege at its darkest? Oh, yeah. That's darkest. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, Starkist. So let's get let's get uh, hopeless and angry yeah. and negative and. Mm. So Robert, you mm-hmm. have, have prepared. Speaking or of hopeless and <laughs> negative and angry, yeah. um, yes. I have to preface this by saying I don't hate. I don't like. I love going to musicals, mm-hmm. and even when musicals are awful, I have never regretted going to a musical because I always like want to be in the room, and I always, if I'm going to have a big gay opinion, I yeah. want to like be able to back it up with actually having seen it. Yes. Now I did. Well, so- and we, and we always say this. We always say like we we are going to be honest with our opinions, but that doesn't mean that we don't appreciate the efforts and we don't appreciate that it's employing people and that there are, you know, that that there are things being attempted and tried, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be honest about how we feel. So, right. I mean, a bad musical theater experience is still better than no musical theater experience. If only because it is a funny story for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Speaking of which, a funny story for the rest of um, your life. I mean, no, not really, right? Because, like, I didn't remember that I saw this musical until you brought it up that we had seen it together. Yeah. So we're going to talk about King Kong. Yes. King Kong. Yes. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about the puppet. Steph, which is perfect Steph, timing. I'm going to put this out there and um, make a guess that you did not see King Kong the musical. I certainly did not see King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Schneider and I yeah. uh, trekked through literally a blizzard while Schneider had a broken foot. Oh yeah, foot. I had a broken foot in a, in classic New York fashion. The subway just was like, nope, we're not it just like was like shut <laughs> down. Go there. So like Sorry, the, don't, what's going to go there. Yeah. There was a blizzard, the subway didn't work, so I had to limp in a like boot. Like mm-hmm. uh, down, you know, twenty blocks. But you know, mm-hmm. someone in New York always has it worse than you do. So at the corner, <laughs> the first corner, and I'm like sliding, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna re-break this foot. I saw somebody on one of those like more severe things with with their with it, where it's like wheels and with like their oh, leg up, and I yeah. was like, I like the uh, and even yes. worse, they were going yeah. to on your feet. So it's kind of like <laughs> you know, could always be worse. <laughs> Um, I wish I could say it was worth hobbling with a broken foot to see this production, but it was not. I think we saw it for cheap, right? Because even by the time we saw it, it had been panned to the point where they were like giving away tickets. Yeah, I think we spent like 40 bucks or something. And and, and like one of the biggest theaters on Broadway, right? I mean, just a massive theater. Massive theater. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I remember I, I think I might have actually been the one to suggest it because it seemed so insane that I was like, whatever this is, like, right. I want to be able to say that I saw this thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I have kind of a, a policy that like anytime anybody wants to go see a show, I will go see the show. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I live in New York City, like for now, and it's so hard to live here. Like, I want to cash in my chips every <laughs> single time I can cash in my chips. And I want to go to a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think it says a lot that I didn't remember seeing this show <laughs> until you reminded <laughs> that me. That really, I saw it really it. does say a lot. And I don't think it's very forgettable, actually. Well, I remember the puppet yeah. vividly. Yeah. 
I remember the um, there's a number there's a number toward the end where the puppet is climbing the building and inexplicably there's like what sounds like a Britney Spears song (laughs) that is pre-recorded with like a faint Britney Spears singer um, while he's climbing the building and it literally just sounds like a Britney Spears song. Wait, is and the puppet King Kong? The puppet is, the King, puppet Kong. is King Kong. Cool. Yeah. The puppet it. is they were like the size literally of... like 10 people inside the thing. It was yeah. actually like impressive, the King Kong aspect of oh, it. It's like incredible. The puppetry was incredible. The puppetry is insane. Yeah. But in the context of like Cirque du Soleil, where they weren't expected to like tell a story or have songs... Yeah. Like, if you went to go see this puppet, you'd be like, like, it's part of, like, I don't know, Japanese theater. I don't know well, what kind of Japanese if it was theater. a 45-minute, like, attraction yeah. at Universal, exactly. yes. you you'd would be, like, be blown well, away. I always thought, it's incredible. isn't there some traveling show where it's, like, dinosaurs, and it's, like, usually <laughs> yeah, in, like, a yes, sports yes, arena? Yes. I was like, that's yes, what exactly, this exactly, to be. This exactly. did not need yeah. to be, like, a book musical if you could really call this there is if correct me if i'm wrong the 11th hour number is the lead female standing on what's supposed to be the top of the spire of the empire Empire state State building singing this big song (laughs) it's called empire soliloquy stop i can't believe that you (laughs) forgot the name of the song little on the nose there I did not have the wherewithal so, or guts to listen to this again. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no, so I didn't listen I, to it again. I want to say a few things. Okay. A, I really wanted to see this musical. I don't know why I've always had. Why? Like, I've always liked King Kong. I don't probably oh, it's because amazing. I watched like the, the, um, who is Jessica Lange movie when yeah. I was a kid. Or if you know, you've seen I the was, 1933 one, I mean, I it's a cultural with, icon. Yeah, and I was obsessed with King Kong. Okay. And I was like, and I had read. I remember reading about this happening in Australia because that's where it was yeah. developed. Yeah, um, I remember reading about how insane the puppet was, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is this is a, this is going to be fucking cool. Yeah. And Don got us great <laughs> tickets. Well, not great. I mean, great priced tickets okay. early on. Like, you didn't and pay we, for like house seats. He got us three hundred and fifty dollar. No, the, you could but, actually sit inside we, the gorilla. We all went like with a level of excitement, mm-hmm. which, which you know, again, might speak a little bit. If it wasn't for the two of you, might speak a little bit to my expectations were pr- actually pretty high. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking that this was going to be maybe not like you know fun home right. or like you know something magical, but at least something like substantial. And uh, and you know, it was not. 
It was not. So yeah. here's here's a few details, which is which are it's kind of confusing <laughs> because the 2000. So it opened in 2013 mm-hmm. in Australia yep. with music by Marius Devries. Sure, is that right? Yeah, oh I don't yeah. Wanna. Lyrics yeah. by Michael Mitnick well, it, and Craig Lucas, yeah. who is a, an American playwright, and with a book by Craig Lucas and additional, wait, sorry, and additional musical and lyrical contributions by 3D, I don't know who that is, Sarah McLaughlin, oh, wow. no, Guy stop. Garvey, Justice, and The Avalanches. Okay, that's right. And it is based on the 1933 film of the same name. And then... That production was mounted in Australia in 2013, and then a reworked Broadway production premiered in 2018. Mm. And then they changed every, like, there was a different lyricist. That's right. There was a different book writer. So they almost basically scrapped scrapped everything that they had done. That's right. And started over again, with the exception, obviously, of the technology and the puppet. But the music, yeah, it was all new. The Broadway, well, but the, music, the, Eddie, the music was Eddie completely perfect. different. It was the, the reason that musician. it feels like a Universal Studios show is that the music and the book only exist in order to give this puppet yeah. an excuse to be on stage. Yes, exactly. Well, and it's yes. like every time they started singing, you just wanted them to stop oh. because they. It was like so. Oh, now yeah, that opening number. I will say. I will say that that is not true. Of the very beginning, when this, I don't know if you had this experience, but the very beginning, when they were sort of showing you the cityscape, yeah, I remember thinking, uh, yes. this is going to be really fucking cool. Like, Same. even the song However, was kind of industrial sounding, and it was later, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then within, yes, within no, I start, a literal yeah, five I minutes, I was like, At some oh. point, because the choreography was so bad and like well, looked like something and from Waiting a- for Government, that I was like, <laughs> I started laughing within the exactly. first five to ten minutes. <laughs> right. Sparky Palastri. Yeah. It's like, um, this is an example of a musical that like doesn't know what it wants to be. And the music mm. is going to be like, you yeah, know, just do that. I, I think there was some rapping. There's pop music. There's oh, old yeah. school All musical the theater. I remember the final number. I kind of want to go back and listen to it now. Because while it was happening, I was like, this is insane. This sounds like a, um, oh, it was a, there was a pre-recorded children's chorus. Yeah, uh, and yes. it sounded like an almost like an Alanis Morissette like B side, like these two yeah. things combined. It was like it's, it's like the this pre recorded thing. I, I don't understand. So justifiably, like so when they a, don't want to spend the money on an orchestra <laughs> lately, what's been happening, or when they need to, I think in this case, use the pit for mm-hmm. I don't know somewhere to put the puppet. They care so little about musicians and yeah. the quality of the music. That they just do a synth thing or a pre-recorded mm. thing. Which was huh. bizarre because clearly they were sparing no expense. Like the show looked 
expensive as hell. Like it looked like it cost like $2 million a week to run this thing. Like it was like that level of like in the terms of the look of the production. So yeah, it was like the pre-recorded music cheaping out the musicians. It was like, yeah. I have a hard time with that in general. Like, you know, I go to a Broadway show. I want there to be like a pit full of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really important to me. But yeah, it keeps being reduced. Unless it's it's a very specific choice not to have that pit full of people, you know. Phantom of the Opera, for instance. But it, yeah, it's the, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing that was like just one of those moments where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Do you remember in the second act, Meryl, when uh, I think his name is Lenny? He's kind of like (laughs) the... the, (laughs) I mean, you know, basically the of mice and men character. He like mm. goes to talk to Anne and talk about his like, you know, the, the daughter. Oh, sorry, his name is Lumpy. Lumpy. No, stop. It's I don't remember. Stop it. And How dare his you? name is stop Lumpy. It. He his Lumpy visits Anne's dressing room and gives her flowers, telling her that she oh reminds him of his young daughter Maggie, who yes. had died at age fourteen yeah. from smallpox. What if I don't know what the best of it is? People always know what the best of something is. They just got to choose to follow that path. That's what she, my daughter, used to say. She used to say a lot of wise stuff like that. Old before her years, everyone used to say it. And then she died before she got old. Her name was Maggie. You liked her. It's yes. like a four-minute monologue <laughs> in the middle of this absolute nonsense story that happens in such broad strokes. Yeah. Like, you know, you never have oh, a yeah. moment to, to understand anything. And then suddenly, Lumpy is giving this, like, literally, like a four-minute fucking monologue. Mm. Yes. You don't understand what's happening, but it probably is because they needed time to like reset the puppet <laughs> exactly. or something. <laughs> probably there was and so needs. they're like, "Lumpy, you're on." What if that and monologue was like improved every night? Like they don't they even should. bother to write it. They're just like, you know what? Get up there. Let's just hit the points. Smallpox. She was 14. Go. Wait, I kind of do remember it now that we're talking about this because oh, we were I like, maybe it. they should improv it. Every like he thing. sees her in her dressing room, maybe or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yes, and she's like she's changing and he just like goes in there and it's kind of creepy actually in the beginning you're like why is this old man like lumpy talking to her lumpy talking to her while she's like changing for her stage appearance with kong um it, just such a bizarre yeah and- i think they couldn't have given a rat's ass about the true. book the music the lyrics Direct, like and there the was just so minutes. little care. Well, and like, like that's why I'm like, this did not. But see, need to this be a is the thing musical. that this is the thing that makes me crazy. I'm sure that even anyone on the creative team or any of the producers would be incensed that we're even saying that because, of course, the, the you know we're all in this state of like we're putting this on because we're making theater, we're making magical theater. Mm. And of course we're doing it right. And of course we're hiring amazing book writers and amazing lyricists. And all of this music is amazing. And the thing that sucks to me the most about it is just the the amount of money that is spent on a show like this. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that just bums me out. Here's because what you, I-, th- th- I can't imagine that, that anyone... Or maybe I'm just... I don't think they thought myself. that, Miller. Here's what I thought when I saw it. And I still think this. 
they thought that they were going to have a built-in audience with every 12 to 18-year-old boy from not here. Mm-hmm. And every family from not here that came to New York City, they thought they had a built-in audience that would automatically see this show. This was not for New Yorkers, and this was not no. for theater people. Right. And it I think was, they thought it was going to be true. a cash cow. Well, yeah, and it was like, okay, run this for six months in New York. Yeah, it's going to lose money, because, but then we'll like tour it. It's like Madame Tussauds on 42nd Street. It's not. <laughs> right, right. And the other thing is, is you know, the, the, the sort of launching pad, um, Broadway, for better or worse, is a launching pad for European Tours. touring. Yep. Mm. And this is probably, if it hasn't already, I'm sure it's on its way to Germany and or other places in Europe that would appreciate it. Much like more. Tender Creature, it's see big in there. Germany. That was exactly. We'll see you in Berlin. <laughs> We're going to open for the puppet. <laughs> The puppet. Well, actually, we should also mention too. The puppet got uh, the final amazing. curtain call, which I thought was hilarious. The puppet's but, the star uh, of the show. It was. The puppet, like, the puppet is the, also a human. It was the titular role, so of course it got the last the bow. The it's like opera. Call. Yeah. And they were given a special Tony Award mm, called. Stop. Oh, that's right. I forgot about uh, that. Oh. I guess it's just called the Special Tony. <laughs> it's the uh, Special Tony Award. It's called it was given Special to Tony Sunny, Award. Sunny Tilders and Creature Technology yep. Company. Um, it was also nominated for Best Scenic Design, Lighting mm. Design, and Sound Design. Sure. And it won a couple of Outer Critics Circle Awards for Outstanding Projection Design. Mm. It did have some fucking amazing yeah. projections, yeah. I'll say that. And Outstanding Sound Design, which I yeah. think I would also... Yeah, I think yeah. I remember that Although I remember well. there was like one too many times that like... Kong was like running, running. <laughs> yes. There was just a lot of like yeah. running and with like a video design element behind. Uh, behind yeah. Well, if like you watch the Tony performance, the Tony appearance of Kong, yep. you kind of got to see the entire most of it. And so, Steph, I would highly yeah. recommend a YouTube googling that or YouTubing yeah. that if you the moment you you get off of this. <laughs> Um, incredible sure, yeah, podcast recording session. Cancel your Sunday night Just, plans. I'll, I'll get right to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other fun fact that I just saw is that the workshop in 2017, uh, the lead Anne was played by Broadway actress Eva Noblezada, who has a Tony. Hmm. Uh, and, and she, then she ran voice. screaming. Seems like that might have happened. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. There's a conversation she had with her agent where she was just like, I don't care. Get me out of it, Tony. She, oh, oh, right, right, right. No, we talked yeah, about her. Right, she did never mind. Saigon. I do know who she is. Yes, um, and I saw her in Hades Town. Town. Oh, and I meant mm. to ask you, um, Steph, based on the beginning of this conversation, did you see Hades Town? I didn't. I would love to see it. Yeah, but I didn't. I would. I would. I would recommend the yeah. music. Oh, yeah. I mean, for Definitely. me, it was actually the music was the yeah. was the best element of it. I've listened to some of the music. But there's some beautiful stuff that happens on stage. Yeah. There's some really, really, really beautiful stuff. Yeah, I think stuff I've listened to the, ver- the different iterations of, because there's the, like, right? There's the Hades Town album that she did. Mm-hmm. And then there's, yeah. like, I think that there's, like, I've listened to. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And Written, then there's, like, yeah. I think at least, at least, and then there's the Broadway one, but I feel like there might even be another iteration out there. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anise Mitchell uh, is one of these people that I let my jealousy of her um, shadow my appreciation of her work. Who? Anais Mitchell, the writer of Hades Town. You have a, you, you, you I'm have like, a chip on your shoulder? 
Yeah, because I think she's so good at so many things. Like yeah. the fact that she can just like go from being this singer-songwriter who's like an iconoclast mm. to then this Tony Award-winning Broadway show seamlessly. I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Once yeah. and for all. Once and for all. I think she's just all. like such a good storyteller. Mm. Yeah. Her thing. Yeah. And she's like only 40. So that makes me even more angry at her. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that way about Alanis Morissette and the Jagged Little Pillow musical? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. How? That was mean. Schneider, that was mean. What? That, that was, was underhanded. It was a legitimate question. That, sure. <laughs> I'll let people know. <laughs> Take Make it how they like it. Draw to their own conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you see that? No, musical? no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I didn't have see an opportunity. It. Did you see it, Meryl? No. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I heard that it was very sincere. <laughs> yes. Well, that would make sense. For it's all the people sincere, in podcast, I just a, made a face. Yeah, there was a face. Artist. There was a face. Couple. No, but Alanis, I'm here for. Yeah. And if you listen to Jagged Little Pill, the record now yeah. it holds up incredible oh, absolutely and we listened to uh, you ought to know on the radio yesterday and i was like can you believe that this radio. was her debut single That's the radio like, i'm 110 years old warp, it was like, like my <laughs> yeah not the radio the car radio yeah okay um wow the look that you you're mean like the real radio no. <laughs> no was it a radio no i don't, was don't it a like, radio station around. No, it you, was you like, like put it the on Spotify and put it through the car speaker. It yeah. came on my Spotify oh. because Spotify targets me as a forty-one-year-old yeah. <laughs> like, homosexual. I know. So buddy. it's like you're gonna want this, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I am actually. <laughs> Let me give you a you ought to know. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Is there anything else that you would like to uh, to either say or retract from saying about the musical King about Kong? the musical King Kong? Yeah, about King Kong. No, I think yeah, that yes. we. Actually, we're really even-handed, and I think that we could have said meaner things mm-hmm. that I, but we're not mean-spirited. I'm gonna have to go on an apology tour after this season. Of, <laughs> I've done like a I, lot. This is the nice. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this so many this. times. Like the thing about it is that we can't really offend anyone because nobody's listening. <laughs> well, there's yeah, that so, that's the thing. It's a yeah. <laughs> right. luxury. If, if they happen to hear it, yeah. they're like, "Who the fuck are these guys? How yeah, the fuck exactly. do they think they are?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, it has been so much fun to talk with you both. Yeah on this fine afternoon and to hear uh, about Tender Creature and to, of course, talk about musicals, which Mm. is what we try to do at least a little bit of the time. Everyone, if you're not listening to Tender Creature, get on Spotify now and fix it. Yeah. Yep. Get the EP, get the single. Of the British song, Our House. The, the British, British song by house. noted British songwriter noted. Graham Nash. <laughs> it even say, he even sounds like that sounds like a British name, Graham Nash. It does sound British. That sounds totally sounds British. British. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. In Did you fact, internet I at probably, your house yet, on Miller? Because that. What'd you say? Hmm? Nothing. I probably I probably knew it was written by Graham Nash and thought it was a British guy. Um. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. That feels like a clean wrap up. In conclusion, I probably knew that this was Guy Graham Nash, and that sounds like a British name. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. There is no hope. Speaking of playoffs, I'm going to play us off. 
Oh yeah. Just oh, like I played know, him we off didn't on even this, talk um, about Joe's pub. We didn't even talk about um the fact that uh Robert also did our musical Hello, My Name is Billy. We're no, going to maybe we're have, gonna, you, have you come yeah. back and talk about that at a different time. We're going to have I a whole I forgot moment. to even mention that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that is too it's big annoying. a topic to it's discuss. That, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's not for now. I just don't, didn't want you to uh, think that I was pretending that you didn't Something to that. look forward to. There will be more. <laughs> well, I have more, video, so I have video proof that I did that. <laughs> Twice. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, both you both so much so for joining. Much. Thank you for and having us. Until next time. Until next time. Hey.